to thank our sponsor, bedinabox.com. You guys know I did the uh, sleep number commercial for the Super Bowl, but I can no longer sleep in that bed. It's a long, long story. So we got a new mattress. They have a 120-day risk-free trial. If you don't like the fucking bed, you send it right back. The code word is RIPPER10. 10% off what already is the sale going on in the site right now. So go to bedinabox.com, code word RIPPER10, and go, uh, go buy a fucking mattress. Missionary only, though. You're only allowed to bang missionary in the mattress. That's it. Welcome to the future of sports betting with Atlas World Sports. Atlas World Sports is your super sports book on your phone. Find the latest lines in real time to give yourself every advantage to beat the house. Better action coming soon. Atlas World Sports will deliver a winning experience for all your rookie bettors all the way to Hall of Fame bettors with our AI-based Game Winners predictive model for subscribers. Find Atlas World Sports in iOS and Android app stores or via atlasworldsports.com. Atlas World Sports, may the odds forever be in your favor. Bet better. So here with, by the way, this is why I feel like an asshole. Your, your name is spelled Duhamel, it looks like, yeah. but it's Dumal. It's Dumal, yeah. Dumal. Uh, it's, I'm off to a good uh, start the, here. The, the, I know, I'll, I'll I'm a huge fan of Josh. I'll tell you why in a minute, but I'm just saying the name, and it always fucks me up. I keep making mistakes in the name. You're not the first one, believe me. Okay. It, I, I think the French say Duhamel. Ah, okay. But, you know, we've always just said Dumal. Yeah. You know who is so excited today, probably the most excited of all time, is my mother. Really? Yeah, you know why? Why do you think my mother, she's 65 years old. All my children. All my fucking children. Yeah. She was a die, die hard Susan Lucci yeah. fan. And yeah, so. that was my, that was my uh, beginning in this business, uh, you know, tw what was it, 20, 25 years ago. All my children. Yeah. And soap operas are filmed very differently, right, than movies are? Yeah, soaps are... are uh, First of all, they're a great place to learn, especially for somebody like me who had no experience coming in. I was, uh, you know, as green as you can be. Mm -hmm. I had just done a, a student film in Bulgaria before that. That was my only experience. So walking onto a set like that was perfect. It is, it is much different than any, you know, single camera TV show or a movie because you're shooting like a whole script a day. You shoot like one episode per day. So it's like literally seven or eight scenes Really, anywhere between ten and twenty-five pages that you got to. And it's gotta, why is it so fast? Why do they shoot so fast? They just, well, the show's on every single day, so they have to shoot a show a day. And you have to memorize all these lines. Uh huh. And that, that that's why it was such a great learning experience. You have to learn how to you know memorize all these lines. Right. Understand what your blocking is, how to find your light. You yeah. Know, media on a much smaller scale. Mm -hmm. So it was a it was a great place for me to to cut my teeth, I guess, and and just make mistakes and I knew going in I had to either sink or swim because I'd, I'd already foregone dental school I was gonna go to dental school yeah and I decided to do this kind of as a secret didn't tell anybody especially my mother right because I told her she was, I was gonna be a dentist and so I kind of dropped it on her on, I told her after I got my first job she was against it at first and then she's like wait a second you're gonna be in a soap yeah she watched Young and the Restless forever she still watches it could you could you still like fill a cavity right now if you wanted to? I couldn't because I never went to school for it. Oh, you never did it. I mean, I could try if you want me to. No, no, that's all right. That's okay. I don't want you to do that. But so, what makes you want to be a fucking dentist? No offense to anybody who's a dentist out there. I just think it's. I'll tell you. That's why. the weirdest fucking thing in the world to want. There are people who are born and want to be dentists. That's kind of yeah. like a weird like 
fetish? Well, for, for me, it was, I was always good at making things, drawing, painting with my hands. Okay. Uh, and so it was a way for me to do that. And I knew that I could be, I could do the physical side of it and I could call myself a doctor. Oh, there you go. You can kind of like, yeah, that that's pass, the play. That would Find the loophole. Bonnie so that I could call, she could say her son is a doctor and I didn't really have to do it or have the responsibilities that a normal doctor would have. Mm -hmm. So what do you, I mean, obviously I don't want to talk about soap operas all the time. Imagine no. that's all I did is I just try to bring to Josh's career back down, go back to the soap operas. <laughs> hey, you I know? love talking about it. Uh, no, but I'm saying the money wise obviously has changed, but when you're doing the soaps back in the day, are you just getting day rates? Yeah, you get paid per episode. Okay. And my character, uh, for whatever reason, I was with this, uh, Rebecca Buttig was her name. She was, uh, she was Greenlee and I was Leo and we had this Oh my God, I remember Greenlee, Greenlee. That's all I fucking heard growing up. Greenlee. Greenlee. I, I knew Leo. a lot about all my fucking children. Yeah. I watched it every day. Yeah. Uh, mom, I, I, my last episode, I'll never forget. I was, my mother hated her and my mom tried to kill her. And we in, the, this, in the show or in real life? In the, in the show, not oh, in real okay. life. And, and she was, we were on this bridge somewhere outside of, Pine Valley and she was shooting at her and, and, and I saved her and I fell over the bridge and into the water and <laughs> I floated off and my hand was still up in the air. So they left that little window open in case I ever came back because I was leaving. Right. And so anytime anybody says, I, I, you know, I loved you and all my children, I say, Leo lives. Even though the show is dead, mm -hmm. the character's still alive. It's funny because like, you know, as you progress in acting, I'm assuming you get you know, more advanced and probably getting to characters, a different process and all that stuff, right? So, but in a soap opera, if you're living it every day, do you just feel like you're that human that you're playing in the show? It's a, it is a bit of a trap. I mean, you sometimes look at some of these people that have been on them for 30 years, that persona <laughs> sort of leaves the stage with them. You know, everybody <laughs> sees them as, like Victor Newman, for example. I'm guessing he's a lot like he is on the show, very mysterious, very debonair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've, I've, met, I've met a few of them over the years, and they are very much, they, they carry that persona. Mm -hmm. They sort of become the character in some ways. Yeah, so then you get, so you're floating down the river in All My Children with your arm in the air. Yeah. Maybe a chance to come back on the show, yeah. but obviously you don't come back on the no. show. So then you're, I'm guessing you got to have a team meeting or something with your agents and managers, and what's the next play here? Well, I didn't have much of a team at the time. John Carabino was my manager, who still is after all these years. Um, and I just told him, you know, and he sort of inspired that confidence in me that, you know, you got to go on and do other things. Because I had a, you know, my three years there, it was really, it, it went really well. So I trusted that I could go out, it's, but it's a hard thing to do because all of a sudden they're offering you that much more money to stay. That's true. Um, so they and, wanted you to done the show. They weren't like, "Hey, man, we're no, just." No, they wanted accident. me to stay on and, and sign for another three years, and, okay. I, and I was like, I, "I'm going to go back to LA, and I really want to go for it." And yeah. I ended up getting Las Vegas shortly after that, and yeah. went a date with Tad Hamilton, and then Transformers, and then it was 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 Transformers the one where you're like, "Holy fuck, I actually got a sh real shot at the." Not saying that all my children wasn't like you yeah. know, but I'm assuming your goals were higher. Was what was that the movie that was just like Transformers when you're like, "Fuck, I'm." That was the biggest thing I'd done by far. At that point, still is. I think. I don't think there's. I mean, that movie. Buddy Games Two may be bigger. I think you might be right. I think Buddy Games Two actually maybe. I've heard amazing things about funnier. this movie. Yeah, I, I've heard like. I mean, is it theatrical release or is it going to? Yeah, it was. It was in theaters. Okay. Just limited release, but it's it's mostly uh, a digital play, and it's going to be and it's out now. Okay, so where can I find this thing? iTunes, uh, Vudu, Amazon, anywhere you can buy movies. You can everywhere. Buddy yeah. Games Two. Yeah. 
Okay. So and then you were, uh, what is what is your character in Buddy Games 2? So I play the Bob Father. The Bob Father is based on my best friend, Bob Schwartz. We actually call him the Bob Father. The whole movie is based on, um, you know, my friends and what we do every year. And every third weekend of every August, every year, we get together for a weekend of ridiculously stupid fucking games. And this is a this is based on your real life. Yeah, yeah. The buddy, and we call it buddy games. And we have my buddy games would be rated like triple X. Oh, it would so be as bad. Ours, believe me. Yeah. And you got to see the first one. It, it it'll be right up your alley. Bob. Yeah. You would love it. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, it's based on that. I play Bob. Um, you know, when we first started, when we first set out to make the first one, it was like, I think I had. I think I was going to play the part that Dax was going to play, and I think Kevin. Don, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, we can edit really well. We don't, you know, we, um, we don't want to make Montrage, it look bad. Kevin Connolly. Connolly. I was going to say Donnelly. Kevin Connolly. Jesus. Kevin's just, a dear friend of yeah, ours. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine too and I can't believe I just forgot his name. Um, I actually kind of like you just did that actually. Kevin and I had a little beef for like, oh, you did? for like a month but now we're good. So I still That's like good. to poke him once in a while. So you're do, forgetting what, his name. What did you do to piss him off? No, we had a we had a deal together. So we just had a business deal. Oh, you did. Yeah, and, and then he, and he and he reneged or what? No, I think we just kind of just had our differences. Said yeah. fuck you, fuck you, because we're both kind of like that. Yeah. And then a month later, we're best buddies. You're now. gonna get okay. That's good. Well, that's yeah. good to know. But I'm definitely gonna leave that in there and draw out the, actually draw out that moment longer. I'm actually gonna make the moment of you forgetting his name longer. You should. <laughs> you could. You could do a lot in the edit room. Yeah, yeah. Believe yeah. me. Yeah, we usually just we do. By the way, we do no edits. That's here okay. at all unless you call me after you're paying the ass you're like bob i really need this out i, I can't get canceled Connolly's you know? gonna call me up he's like you fucked my <laughs> fucking name i love it uh so yeah so so what happened was i you know when you're first getting it was my first time directing i desperately wanted to get the movie made so it was like how do i work how do i make it so i can make this the best package so we can get the financing to go shoot it and uh, i got dax shepherd who was a big help mm -hmm. um and i went to dax and i went to uh uh, Olivia Munn and I played them I, I said I went to Olivia and I said so Dax is in Dax wasn't in and I went to, I went to Dax and I said Olivia's in and Olivia wasn't in but yep. when they both found out that the other two were in they're like okay I'm in that's a good play Josh and they both did it and thankfully they did because the movie did really really well mm -hmm. and we got to do it again we got a we got a, a, a competitive reality version of the of the same concept coming out on CBS in the fall Wow. So it'll be like real groups of friends, like you three, you'd have to find one other. And you guys would compete against another group from Philly or another group from Oklahoma. So it's going to be turned into like a reality? Yeah. So it's real game. We play real games. Yeah. And they all live in a house together. A big like log cat. It's like a big adult summer camp. If I'm still alive, can I be involved? Oh, you're going to live to be 117. I really think I am, dude. I went and got my blood work done the other day. Like, yeah. you know, I kind of live a little reckless wild lifestyle, yeah, you know? Doesn't? But I went in the other day because I had like a, I, I ate a weed gummy and I had like a really bad panic attack. Uh -huh. So I just immediately go to 911. <laughs> I, I have like the record for 911 calls. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if I should feel like an asshole or not. So you're hypochondriac. I don't, I got a lot of fucking issues, Josh. Is that why you took a year off? Uh, yeah, actually probably had a, probably had a part to do with that, right? Yeah. Went through a lot of shit. Um, well, I'm glad you're back, Bob. I'm back. I'm definitely back now. I'm dialed I'm a huge fan of your stuff, by the way. Yeah. Go on. I really am. No. <laughs> I was like, fucking Menery's calling me right now. I got to call him back. Yeah. So I, and I responded almost immediately, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't hang were, out on Instagram. Bro, I was like, because the other thing I respect too is you, you didn't roll in with like a 50 cent entourage or anything. You just came in solo. Yeah. Like you're not afraid of getting like these ladies like stalking you and picking you up on the street or anything no, like there that. There were paparazzi out there though. That doesn't happen for a minute. Are they always sitting outside this place. They know obviously I'm here. So yeah. they just, you know, they're just. No, but honestly, are they usually out there? 
we paid the $250. We paid the $250. We paid the $250 fee. Is that what you said? You said that yesterday. This is the greatest thing. I guess that LJ, uh, Purple Bander, helps produce his podcast. Great, great fucking people. And he told me that actually you can call, make a call for $250 and have paparazzi show up somewhere. And I'm like, first of all, you have to be the biggest fucking loser in yeah. the world to ever do that. But is that, you can actually do that, LJ? Yeah. Why is the number so low? Why is it 250? Is that they hurting that bad? And is it really paparazzi? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do the photos go anywhere? Or are they? No, they give to you and then you can sell it. Oh. So that's what I, so you know what's funny? This is John, my buddy John Sarasani's place. John's a venture capitalist guy, great fucking dude. And so he lands at four o'clock. And with him telling me that, what I said is I said, fuck that. Let's get 10 of them. So when he walks in here and he shows up at his front gate, I'm going to have 10 paparazzi just snapping pictures. Be like, John, John, heard this podcast going on up there. So I'm going to pay the fucking money to do it. I <laughs> think you don't need 10, though. That's, that's spendy. Just get a couple. No, but like, let's, make it, let's make it like Kanye's here. You know what I mean? All right. Okay. Like, just to really fuck with his head. Because he wants to kind of keep the place in the down low. <laughs> I love that. But, yeah. You know, you know what? I, I, I always I love acting. I'm actually, I wanted to, to do it. But then I kind of segued into doing all whatever the fuck I'm doing. But I used to do the, uh, a lot of acting classes. Okay. Were you, uh, did you take a lot of acting classes? I did. I did. I still take, uh, Larry Moss has an amazing workshop that I take once in a while just to scare the shit out of myself mostly. Why does it scare it, the shit out of you? Well, because it's, he, he gives you a substantial piece of a famous play, whether it's Tennessee Williams or Eugene O'Neill or whoever. And he sends you off with, the, with a partner and you, and you three weeks before you go to the class and you have to come back ready to go, props, costume, the whole thing. You have to put it up on stage in front of the whole class. And it's like he rents out this theater in Venice. Mm -hmm. And it's terrifying, man. I don't know why, but you know, you're getting, you're gonna get torn apart. And it is one of the best uh, ways to sort of overcome whatever, you know, fears you have or just to become better at it. Yeah. You know, because he really, he's, he's ruthless. And that was one of the biggest uh, learning uh, experiences I've had in this business. So I do it. I haven't done it for a couple of years now, but I try just to, to kind do of fine tune some things. Just to here. fine tune it and to keep your 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 stuff, you know. Sharp did they, did they, my my thing that my thing that turned me off with the acting classes? And I enjoyed them a lot because a there was always really hot girls in the class, and you would always get to kind of just like yeah. you know do some scene work, you know yeah. That's and that's that, and then always like I'm like, hey, you want to work on the scenes? And like, come yeah. over, have like some beers in the fridge. It was like a fun. That's why I liked it. Yeah. But the weird shit was they always made you do like fucking. Like there was one time where they had me like walking around like a giraffe, and like there was like you be a snake, you be like they had me like uh -huh. crawling. It was like a, I just got bugged out. Everybody had to be an animal in yeah. the room. Do they do some sort of like fucked up exercise like that? In oh America? yeah, they do. That, that's part. That's part of the whole thing is they try to get you out of whatever shell you're in. Okay, so I'm walking around like a giraffe so I can fucking get out of my shell. I guess so. Okay. I just never got it. I just wanted to bring that up to a professional actor. I didn't know if you had the I secret. mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the main. I think that everybody, whether you're an actor or not, if you're in business, you should go take an acting class, mm -hmm. an improv class. I think even if you're not an actor, right? That's what I mean. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I think that you should because it, it really is a, uh, it, 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 it breaks any apprehension you have about, you know, getting up in front of people and acting like a fool and, you know, and it, it breaks you out of that. There's so many shitty actors out there. No, it's just like, not to be a dick. What? Is that, okay, there's a lot of shitty baseball players. A lot of fucking shitty, like, the 1% make it, right? In every fucking yeah. industry. But yeah. acting for, alone, I used to just, like, sit there. 
and watch some people act and just be <laughs> like, like holy dude, fuck this person fucking it. sucks like and i don't know whether to just tell them because i'm not the person i'm a student in the class too but i kind of want to be like dude listen you're fucking terrible you're never gonna make it bro like you need to figure something out besides this dude you know what i mean so you've done a lot of movies bro your imdb is fucking nuts you have so much shit that you that you do what is what is the movie that you are least proud of Ooh. I can't do. I can't go there. Really? Only because nobody ever passes up a question well, on this show, or we get you canceled. You understand? I mean, it's a lot of. It's you know, even on the nobody sets out to make a shitty movie. All right, how about this? I'll you rephrase know. the question. I'll rephrase the question. Not the not the movie that you're least proud of. What is the performance that you're my performance? You're responsible for that. You're I least. I could do that. Uh, let's see. I was really bad in <laughs> in this. Uh, in the, it was some, it was it was uh, the Fairly Brothers. Uh, James Gunn, we directed, he directed that little, it was a movie called uh, Movie 44, I believe. Kind of like Kentucky Fried Movie, with all these little vignettes. Yeah. It was, it's a Fairly Brothers thing, so it was outrageously, it was meant to be dumb and, and, and you know, over the top. But it's a good, it was a good example of when you're trying to be funny, or you're trying, or you're in a scene that's supposed to be funny, don't try to be funny. Mm -hmm. Just play it real. And I tried to be funny, and I was terrible. Oh, man, yeah. That's With Elizabeth way. Banks, and I said, I saw her recently, I said, we should do something together. And she's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Maybe, yeah. maybe. No, I, I had the same. Don't call us. We'll call I had you. the same experience, because like, well, the best movie I've ever done, the worst movie I've ever done is the one I just did, because I've only done one. Yeah. So it was Roadhouse, and I remember Doug Lyman. You know him? Oh, yeah. So Doug Lyman directed it, and uh, I just remember. He's a character. Yeah, Doug, Doug was Cool, definitely a character though. Super but talented. but he was. Uh, it was funny because we were on this scene. We're on the boat in the middle of the fucking ocean, some fucking Dominican Republic, and I was a little, you know, not too sharp in my acting skills. And oh. my role in this scene was just kind of to stand there. Jake goes to press a button, and something happens to the boat, mm -hmm. and uh, everybody kind of woo goes down. And mm -hmm. so what I didn't realize is that so I go down, and I'm laying there. And I'm with fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, dude. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, and I don't fucking belong here. Mm -hmm. and yeah, you do. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. So I, I'm laying down on the ground. And what I didn't realize is I'm like, man, I've been on the ground for a while. And what I didn't realize is I thought they were still filming. And I was just laying there. And finally, the first AD came up. And she's like, Bob, you know, you don't have to just be on the ground here laying. The scene's over. Like, yeah. we're good. So Everybody's I was at lunch, Bob. There was it. And I was just like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I had a really, I have a really great, like, six-minute one-on-one scene with Gyllenhaal. Really? Craziest, most insane thing I've ever... What do you mean? So you had all dialogue with him? Big, big scene. Yeah, I'm in about four scenes. No kidding. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I see. I, I stalk him a little bit throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you know, being a big tough guy that I am, as you can tell by my body. Are you a bad guy in the movie? Um, let me get into character real quick. I have to remember. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. McGregor, me. You, Conor McGregor? I mean, I'm kind of just like making it bigger than it is, but like, yeah. Is you and McGregor? You and Conor McGregor? I mean, the stars in the movie are Jake Gyllenhaal, Conor McGregor, and Bob Menner. I love that. Like, that's the three on the poster. They it's, might leave me off, though. And it's called, oh, it's called Roadhouse? It's called it's the remake of Patrick Swayze. No kidding. Yeah, it was uh, Joel, Joel Silver produced it, okay. uh, and Lyman directed it, and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. But we have a great, great, great scene. And the scene that I did with Jake requires me to, in pain, scream at the top of my lungs. Mm. And we had to do 47 takes on day one. Oh, my God. And then they had to fucking... I'm going to blame Jake Gyllenhaal, who became a good friend of mine. Oh. He, he fucked up the scene, so they had to redo it. Oh, really? So we had to do 47 it times? No, we had to do 47. I think it was 31 the next day. So oh. I swear to God, screaming. like And, and, and Jake's telling, because Jake's kind of directing it a little bit yeah. with Doug, and they're just like 
screaming at the top of their lungs like this is how you gotta fucking do it Bob. i'm like oh right fine fuck and just you know screaming and then yeah. and then uh but but it was a great great experience but it's it's a lot i mean the days are so fucking yeah. long on set so what do you you get treated a lot differently i mean they gave me like a ham sandwich and threw me in a closet yeah so for somebody like you do you have the whole you know like the big trailer with dancing ladies and strip poles and all that. uh it depends on the movie okay you know big movies the big budgets you get a little nicer things but you know, small movies, you don't. I don't really give a shit about that stuff, to be honest. Uh, it's, I guess it's nice, but you spend so little time in the trailer yeah. that it's kind of a waste of money anyway. Wait, why do you spend... I spent... I was, like, in prison in there. What do you mean? Like, dude, I was well, in there, like, 11 hours a day. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Well, normally you're working. Oh! And normally they put... No, normally they put these... these uh, you know, they put they put base camp so far away from the set that you can't even, you don't even have a chance to go back. That's true. So I'll go there in the morning after you get ready and then you're off. And I'm, so I've always, you know, have, having, you know, made a couple now, you try to save, I mean, listen, you want your actors to be comfortable and, and, and certain actors require certain things. Uh, but for me, it's like, I look at it from the production standpoint and mm -hmm. what that's costing them per day. And you could use that to, you know, make the movie better. Well, are you, are you involved a lot of times on the back end? Yeah. So, but I'm guessing the beginning of your career, you're not, right? No. And, you know, it, it, rarely do you get, you know, you, you say, oh, I got a big piece of the back end. You never see that money in the back end. It's so the funny. Only time nobody I've gets fucking paid in this industry. Yeah. And nobody gets fucking paid. Yeah. Well, they, they, they have ways of cooking the books and you never yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, no, we had to spend so much on, on marketing. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. And I was like, oh, really? I thought the movie made $250 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, here's your 20 grand. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, the first buddy games, we got to pay the guys several times. So that was, I was very proud of that. Mm -hmm. that we did get to actually pay. Where did you guys shoot buddy games? Vancouver. Vancouver. Was that tax reasons? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so you guys shot Vancouver? And, and it's a great place to, I mean, we needed it to feel lakey, like lake, lake vibes, mm -hmm. woods and Vancouver is great for that. Vancouver is amazing. And also too, you, when you go to Vancouver, you realize that in these, all these like apartment buildings, or whatever, nobody lives in them. Something to do like the fucking Chinese own them all or yeah. something like that, I guess. I don't know if that's... Yeah. I could be wrong. I could be giving horrible... F Somebody told me that once because I lived in Vancouver because I took Molly once in Whistler. Yeah. And so I don't, you know... Who's I, Molly? Your ex-girlfriend? No. I, no. We can't mention. Uh, long story. <laughs> um, no, I took... I was in Whistler. If you've ever been to Whistler, like you a skier? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I used to. Outdoors guy, so I, I took a uh, I took it once in my life only. I took a Molly, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Woo!" Like I was like, "This is the greatest day of my once fucking in his life." life. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then all of a sudden, I see this girl walk in, and she's like, dun, dun, like," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I go up to her and I start talking to her, and I fall in love mm -hmm. on Molly that That's night. What Molly will do. And I moved to Vancouver with her the next day for six months. Jesus, Bob, you do live a reckless. Lifestyle. It's called spontaneous. <laughs> it's not reckless, bro. It's spontaneous. All right. You got to keep. So it. how'd that end up? Uh, we have disconnected in a very peaceful way. Yeah. She ended up having a baby and making the right choice while she was with you. No, 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 no. At least I don't know. Maybe, but no. She had it. She moved on. Met a great guy. Okay. Um, and uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting. The Molly wore off after six months. Yeah. You know. So that was basically that. So you literally met her there and decided uh, you guys must have had a beautiful night together. And then you decided the next day you're just going to live there. I was hanging from chandeliers, having sex with her. Like, it was nuts. It was crazy. And then I was like, I'm in love with you. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. And then. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? We, <laughs> and then we end up going in a car, driving to Vancouver 
and got a dog <laughs> and named it Ripper Magoo. And then, <laughs> I swear to God, and after fucking six months, just kind of separated. And then she's like, what do you want to do with the dog? She's like, I kind of want the dog. I'm like, oh, no, please don't. You know? <laughs> you know? So and then she ended up taking the dog, which yeah, is great. Yeah, of course she did. But it wasn't, it wasn't messy. It was great, you know? why always the ex-girlfriend thing sometimes you want to just avoid everything being messy have you ever been married i've, I've been very close yeah i've been very very close but uh just didn't yeah didn't actually had the ring had the wedding ring oh, really yeah yeah and then just kind of just yeah. you know stuff life you know so you got you got married when uh september really yes sir We're fresh mm -hmm. congratulations thank you very much congratulations that's amazing so if you don't mind your where would you meet your wife I met her here in LA, but she's from North. We're both from North Dakota. Okay. Uh, she is. I, we met through a mutual friend. I invited her over to a barbecue. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's no. There's more details. I need to know because I'm now single. I need to know what the fuck to do. When you say that, how did it actually happen? Give me the details. You you, you saw her picture. And we're so, like, she's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I knew. I knew she was. She was. Um, well known in North Dakota, she had she'd gone she'd been in a couple pageants and did really really well and I and I always support people from uh, North Dakota whenever they do anything great. You always support people at beauty pageants. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew that she was from North Dakota. And she ended up taking first runner up in like uh, I think it was Miss USA. I think it was. I forget which one it was. But mm -hmm. she uh, so I knew who she was, and but she was quite a bit younger than me. So I didn't even, th I wasn't even, didn't even cross my mind. Good for you. Uh, and then a friend of mine named Ryan Gutzmer called me up and he said, hey, um, he was, he was, she was working at a, a hotel as a waitress at the time and he took a picture with her. He said, you know this girl. I was like, who the hell is that? He goes, you follow her on Instagram. So I looked up, I go, oh, is that Audra? You're like, you've slid in the DMs like 300 times already. Yeah, yeah so, and, and, then, and then that's how we kind of hooked us up. And mm -hmm. I, I texted her, he gave, he gave me her number. We started talking back and forth a little bit. Ultimately, invited her over to a barbecue, and that was kind of the beginning of when it. When you yeah. saw her, though, and you locked eyes with her, when she did you know you were going to marry she, her? She's beautiful. And more than that, she's, you know, she's like, she's going to be a great mother. Amazing. She's, you know, she's, she's a very sort of family-oriented mm -hmm. uh, girl from, from where I'm from. It, it works out very well because her family has a cabin close to where my cabin is. Mm -hmm. uh, we love being out there. You know, it's hard to, you know, th that life is not for everyone. Yeah, I can't imagine. You know, my my, in the woods. my thing, I love, I just went to Alabama in the middle of the woods. Yeah. It was a great experience in my life. Um, but the one thing that I look at when I, I, I think of just uncomfortable situations would be like, you know, when you got to do these like lovemaking scenes and shit, mm -hmm. is she like standing outside looking and like watching or is it, and that's got to get drive She's not people. a huge fan of it. I'm not going to lie. She's like, how was, uh, how was set today, Josh? She gets, she gets it. Yeah. She always wants to know who the girl's going to be. Yeah. Uh, but she's not like a, she's not a jealous type, but it, it's, n it's not something that just comes naturally. She's not like, okay. Mm -hmm. She doesn't get off on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she'd yeah. get freaky after nah, that. She, you know? Yeah. Because I would probably be, you know, um, if my wife would had to do like, say, with Josh you know, had yeah. to do a scene and I knew about it. I'd just be probably standing outside set with a shotgun just yeah. in the background, just making sure you knew I was there. Yeah, exactly. I'm that you kind know, of guy. Is and, that weird? And, and it does get a little sticky sometimes because, you know, some people are more secure than other people. Right. Dude, I've been on sets where the boyfriend was around, which mm -hmm. makes it real uncomfortable. Yeah, you're like, hey, how you doing? I'm about to fuck your wife. Kind of fake, <laughs> in a fake way. Nice to see you. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that's got to be crazy, man. Because yeah. there's got to be so much 
hooking up. That's what I've realized is like when I went on the set of road, I don't want to throw anybody in the bus here, but there's just a lot of fucking going on. I think yeah. between like everybody on movie sets. Really? I mean, see, think about it. You're down. I must in the, be doing the wrong movies then, man. Th- th- yeah. Buddy games too. It's, I don't really no, see it being like I a mean, fuck fest. Swartz would come knock on my door once in a while. Like, <laughs> no, Nick, not tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick's a great guy. Oh, God. Nick is one of my He's favorite fucking maniac. comedians of all time. Yeah. He really, really He's is. An absolute maniac. He is uh He's become one of my really, really good friends, too. He's from Minnesota. We're from the same neck of the woods. Both big Minnesota Vikings fans. You know who my, you know who my, my fucking brother is that I spend a lot of time with? Who? Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah? So we have a little sports agency, uh, LAA, and so Dalvin, okay. uh, we have a piece of it, and we represent Dalvin Cook. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he going to the Dolphins? It's, it's a, I, I can't talk about it, but it's definitely an interesting situation right now. It's that definitely an interesting sucks situation. For the Vikings. I know. Running backs are just it's it's tough right now for running yeah. backs. You know what I mean? They got to get their money when they can to be honest. I'm I'm happy for him if that's what he does. It just he's a hell of a back. But you got one of the best fucking wide receivers of all time. Yes. How about that game? What was that game like? What were your emotions like when that one-handed fucking catch on the sideline, bro? You know, they I mean, Jefferson's unbelievable. The guy makes catch after catch and and he is a superstar, and he's he's become yeah amazing. I mean, the Vikings have been pretty. They had Moss, remember too? They had Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of good ones over the years. The quarterback situation, though, it's it's just like you we, know, we never really quite have the quarterback situation figured out. You know, you get you're going to make it to the first round of the playoffs, but you guys can never just get there. You know what I mean? You know, the part of the problem is they're always good enough where we never get a super high draft pick. We never get to. We'll go. We'll go reach for somebody. You know, at twenty four, who probably shouldn't should be a second rounder. Yeah, uh, and Kirk Cousins is fine. He's perfectly adequate and serviceable as a quarterback, and he's 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 good. He's just not going to win us a Super Bowl. Yeah, the problem you go watch like Mahomes. You know he's going to show up every game, and you, you know, know you got a chance in the end. Yeah. He's going to come back and win. Although Kurt came back quite a few times last year, but again in the playoffs he shit the bed. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So uh, I was on. Uh, uh, Sometimes I watch music videos sometimes, and one of yeah. my favorite ones ever is The Genie in the Bottle. You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? That was my, that was my, <laughs> my entrance into the business. Did you bro, actually see me? Bro, in the, bro, this is the you, best. You so, have so, seen me in it. So it was she, so quick. It was like, yo, Kat tells me. Kat tells me. She's like, dude, 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 look, he's in Genie in the Bottle music video. So I'm like, all right. Like, you know, I'm in a rush. I get some stuff. Yeah. I woke up a little late today, and I'm like, all right, yeah. She's like, yeah, he's coming. I'm like, when? She's like, no, he's coming. Hold on. I'm like, well, is that, is that him? Is that him? Is that him? <laughs> it so, was like so quick. Yeah, yeah. She was like, he's the love interest and all this. And I'm like, you're way too. In- he is not the love interest, I don't yeah. think, in this. You know, I mean, maybe that's the character they gave him, but it was just the back of your head or was a. Did you get some FaceTime? I'm not being uh, a dick because your career is amazing. You no, killed no, no. it. No, I think, no. I think I was just like le- literally less than a second on my face. Um, <laughs> and I, and I, I remember I was in there. I, had a, I went and auditioned for the. There was a, the story is that I'm with a group of guys and we go crash this, this sleepover, the slumber party that. Christina Aguilera and her friends are having. Yeah. And on my rides here, you hear that? I was, well, the feds, they're, 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 it was only a matter of time. Um, so I had auditioned for the lead guy. There was one guy that was after her. Is that window open? We shut that? Just interrupt the story. The, um, we actually are shooting this in Compton, everybody, by yes. the way. So they, they can't hear that. You're good. Yeah. 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 So he, I went to audition for the lead guy, met with Christina at the time, didn't get it. And the guy that did get it, Career I find out later, I uh, was fucking my girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. I fucking, yeah. was it in LA? Yeah. Yeah. 
I fucking hate this motherfucking yeah. place. You know what? I'll say it on every fucking show. I fucking hate L.A. more than ever. There is slime now balls. I got housekeeping in here too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, listen. This is hey, this is the Ripper Magoo podcast, bro. You know. So, anyways, Josh, tell me about. There's like a fucking plane taking off in the hallway. Wow, want, she, that, I, she, he was fucking. Your, yeah, you know what though? And what does that do to you? Let me ask this: When you find out something like that, where do you go to? What place do you go Ooh, to? Where, I see red. What's red mean? I was angry. Really? Of course. God, I gotta be. It's happened to me a couple of times, and that dude. It's happened to you a couple times. Yeah. Makes me feel so. Oh my god, Josh, I love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, and I found that out. I was like, this son of a bitch. I didn't find out till after we shot it. But yeah. See, was, and you know what the worst is? You know, no, nah, I'm gonna be careful. I'm going to be careful. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you something. Yeah. Are you going to go first? You can go ahead. I want to know where you got the idea to, to do the uh, play-by-play on some of these, these videos, the uh, sports videos. I got you get asked that a lot? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the most annoying question of all time that anybody can ask you is where did you get your start? Mm-hmm. And for me... I like to tell it in a perfect version and I like to tell it in a 30 minute version and I just, yeah. I'm so sick of it. So I'll take it. I'll tell it in a quick little thing. I, I don't know. I went out to LA to be an actor comedian. Didn't have success. Was living in my car seven years ago uh, or eight years ago, down and out, no money in my bank account, ended up going back to Boston, had a massive drug fucking problem, mm-hmm. was all fucked up, moved back to Boston. And I always had, I just had a great voice. I had the ESPN Bob Mentory here with uh, Josh, you know, Dumal. I think that's how we pronounce Dumal, it. Yeah. Dumal, you know, and uh, so I just always had that voice. Yeah. And so I just got the idea of plain and simple, just with the internet now, voicing over clips and saying things that sportscasters wouldn't normally say <laughs> because they'd be canceled. And the first one of the first videos that really, because I, I grew pretty quickly because nobody yeah. was really doing like, yeah. and nobody still is really doing yeah. that shit. Uh, it is getting old though. But, uh, you know, the first one I did was I, I wanted to fool the internet and really make everybody believe that it was a real announcer who yeah. really got fired from the network. Yeah. And uh, oh, I, I, I did one clip that really went nuclear viral. Which one? It was one where the quarterback rolled to the left side and a little pressure came in and he, he kind of ran to the left side and leaped into the end zone. And I think I said, like, you know, leaped over these pussies or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and, I, and I was just, I acted like, like my character in that moment was, I was just acting like this broadcaster was really fed up with his life. His <laughs> wife just had an affair with another man. Like, he just hit rock bottom and, like, you know, and that's how I delivered that play call. Yeah. And then I remember, like, Snoop Dogg and all these people, different people reposted yeah. All these people were like, why isn't this guy a sports broadcaster yeah. and, and all that? And I'm like, all right, the lights went on. And then yeah. I just started doing them consistently. Yeah. And then it just kind of, kind of, Took off from there, I guess. Yeah. And then I started selling chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah, it was Buffalo Wild Wings, and then uh, the podcast stuff was great. I mean, I love doing this shit. We've what do you been... mean Buffalo Wild? Oh, wait, you do the, do you do the voice on the Buffalo Wild Wings, too? I, I was fired after three years. Were you really? Yeah, but three years to be a national spokesperson hey, was pretty that's good. that's pretty good, man. I mean, it got so much pussy, you have no idea. Why were you fired? Uh, I, honestly, because I'm, I'm fucking a loose cannon right so when i'm like you know buffalo wild wings to be the national spokesperson for a major brand they don't really like at 2 a.m like blasting rap music and like chicks dancing in the fuck you know they didn't really like that like the the red phone i called it rang all the time that red when the red phone rang and that's when it would be like bob can you take down some stuff and i'd just be like fuck no no chance and then finally after three years they were just like all right we're gonna have to part ways and they actually offered me a big chunk of money 
to just never talk about them again or really? never. Yeah, because they, they knew that I'm crazy. And I, they offered me a large sum, and I, it was a pretty significant number. And I just was like, no. You didn't take it? I didn't take it. I just felt there was more comedic content that I could make. And so what I did right after that is I just automatically pretended I was the uh, national spokesperson for Hooters uh -huh. and Wingstop and all their competitors uh -huh. and just like went on this like, you know, <laughs> the, you know just entertain myself for like, I'm bored. Just burning bridges everywhere you go. Just, oh, I burn. I burn. Oh, man. I am the world record burn bridge <laughs> holder by far. One thousand um, percent. So, yeah. But anyways, you were, did you, you play sports growing up? I did. You're you were a backup quarterback. You know, where does that come from? Who says that? Don't worry about it. I'm not the fucking backup quarterback. Dude, you were the third string, I think, at one point. No, I was not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it, I, okay, so what it was is I would, it was like a platoon system. We had a guy who ran and I, and I was the passer. So we would like switch series. So football. Football. Okay. Yes. Um, but I wasn't really the, I guess I was kind of, I mean, it depended on who started which game. I heard you, you know? could have gone pro if you didn't blow out your knee. You know what? Let's just go with that story. That's what I heard. Yeah. If you didn't blow out your knee, yeah. you would have been on the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, it's ball. not a great... I mean, it was Minnesota State University. You don't want to be the backup there. You got to be the star. Especially when you're in high school. Yeah. Right? It was high school? What? Was it high school? No, it was college. Oh, co yeah, what, yeah. division? Division and, and I, division <laughs> <two>. <laughs> It's never good when you kind of just like stutter yeah, there for yeah. a second. Yeah, you know? Not even NCAA. Now they're NCAA. <laughs> nice. Uh, was it like Northern, yeah, was it like mean, Northern was, Essex Community College? I was not College? a star by any means, but I was decent. Yeah. You had a little athletic uh, blood in you? Yeah. What's one character, and this is a question you probably get all this all the time. What is one character, like, would you want to play the, like, the Joker if it ever came across your, your, the table? Sure. Yeah? I think that'd be really fun. To play like the Joker yeah. would be a cool role if they were like Josh. It'd be, it'd be tough now that you know Heath did such a great job with it and Joaquin. Joaquin did such an amazing job. That one's kind of been. You don't want to have to go up again. You, you don't. You don't want to be compared against those two. I think Leo was Leo was supposed to be the Joker, right? Was he? Yeah, Leo. Was, but they were deep in talks, and then it was just because uh, I think the director of the movie ended up making a fuck ton of money because DiCaprio wasn't involved. But DiCaprio was supposed to be the Joker, and then just. I think bailed out last minute. I think DiCaprio would have been a fucking. I mean, imagine watching DiCaprio be the Joker. Yeah, but know? instead of who Heath? I don't know. No, I think it was instead of Joaquin. I think, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. But it was one of them. He was supposed to be the fucking Joker. Because yeah. who, who directed Todd Phillips? Did, yeah, Todd Phillips did. Okay, yeah. yeah. He made a fuck ton of money off that movie. Yeah, a fuck ton. Yeah. So what is what is one? I mean, like the the serial killer is always a fucking interesting character to play, right? Yeah. That, have you ever had any dark characters you played? Uh, I played a guy on eleven twenty two sixty three who was probably the darkest. It was it was a uh, James Franco played the the lead, and it was based on the Stephen King book, where he went back in time he, through the, there was this portal. He discovered this portal. Every time he'd go through, he ended up at the same moment in time, and every time he tried to change something, he, the past was sort of pushed back. Mm -hmm. And he kept getting further and further back, and finally he decided he wasn't going to do it anymore because there was too much, too much was happening. And he decided to go back and fix one thing. And his one of his students, or one of the kids, or one of the, the janitor at the school that he's teaching at was he was teaching, giving their GED, uh, was in the GED program. How am I doing on the story so far? Killing it. Yeah. Uh, he found out that his, this guy's dad had killed his whole family. He was the only one that lived. And he goes back in time to try to stop that from happening. And I was the dad. And this dude was just a 
piece of work. Okay. Um, and are you going, so I love playing the dark characters to answer your question. It's I really fun. Do. But are you, so when you're, because the whole thing about, I'm guessing, this is my thing. When you're, because I, I, I did, believe it or not, I swear, I studied theater forever. I did mm -hmm. the film stuff and all that stuff. And what I always realized was, you know, they say, you like it's I, the whole thing about getting fully into character. I think that's a very rare thing. I think there are people that can do that, mm -hmm. right? But I think there's always a little piece of you in every role. Yeah. Right. So is that how you kind of go about something like that? You find a piece of you in this, the character you're playing. Yeah, I think so. I think that you have to. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you intentionally do that. You try to immerse yourself as much as you can and, and become. That's part of the fun is getting to do, and be somebody else. Mm -hmm. You could never do in real life. You'd probably get arrested for it if you did on your own. Yeah, you don't want to be walking around like the Joker at fucking. Yeah, you, you get know? to go. You get to go make believe and, and immerse yourself in something else, some other world. But you, I think you you can't help but to bring some of yourself into it. I don't think I intentionally do it, but um, it and it depends on what it is. Like the like the character I was just telling you about. That was a dark. That was a dark dude. So when you do the dark you, dude, you, do you stay? Do you, do you try and? Like it's like cut. Are you trying to stay in that moment? You have to. I mean, I have to. Mm -hmm. I have to get in. I don't, I'm not method by any means, but you do go into a mind space that that is. It takes a while to come out of for mm -hmm. me. It's a. It's uh, you know, I'll come home from work and I'll and I'll sit, you know, in a dark room for a little bit just to try to get there, get there and get out of it. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, yeah. coming out of it. It's getting getting there is tough, but getting out of it, it there's residual mm -hmm. stuff that 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 sort of sticks with you for a while. I can imagine like there's one, uh, cause I always wonder when you're on set and you're where you're at right now, which is literally a big star in Hollywood. When you're working with shitty actors on set, that's gotta be probably one of the biggest, like I felt so bad for Jake Gyllenhaal when I, when I did that. Really? No, he actually was like, yo, you were actually great. And Doug actually said I was great. Cause I don't, I'm sure you were I did great. fuck up one scene though. And you know what, the, what he said, what which is probably you the, fucked up what? A there was take? a scene where there was a scene where I'm coming in in the speedboat and I come up, and I just got fucked up yeah. by him. And uh, I get on the boat and I'm going to talk to my boss about what just happened. And I, and I remember we shot it. And after like the 11th take, Doug Lyman <laughs> looks at me and he says, hey, how about you give me something that I can actually use? And I go, oh, man. <laughs> I said, that's the fucking worst thing that you could possibly say. And then it was just like from there, I was like, I, I'm fucked. Yeah. And then full. Oh. But I also didn't give a fuck because I'm not an actor. I'm like, hey, Doug, I'm not a fucking actor, all right? Yeah. I know Joel, why Joel put me in here, all right? I'm going to blow this movie up, yeah. all right? That's why I'm here. So, um, so pet peeves. So what did you do? How did you, how did you? I just, I wasn't in it. I, I don't know. Was, did I just, that take you out of it? It's just pitch, How did that make you feel when he, when he said that to you? I don't, I didn't give a fuck because I'm not like trying to be an actor. Yeah, but you were trying to be an actor. I know it hurt, hurt a little bit to hear that. No, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Dude, I, I've been like canceled on the internet. I've been, I get fucking trolled. Some, I don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I was like, Doug, fuck you. That's what I said. Really? No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. Where's my trailer? That's what I was wanting. I wanted so, to storm off. So you really didn't fit when he said, can I, why don't you Yeah, it hurt a little bit, all right? Is that yeah. what you were asking? Yeah, I fucking hurt a little bit, all right? I'm trying to go deep here. Yes. So, so did it, did it, but did it make you do a better job did it make you dig deeper and like no deliver or did no it make it, i, I make was you more self-conscious mm -mm. it it made me i actually think a little more like oh shit i'm on a real movie here i gotta actually not it's like i gotta take this more serious i think and then we did one more take and he's like all right yeah we're good and then that was it 
I guess. I mean, look, my role was the way I got the role was, you know, Dana White and I are very good friends. Yeah, I love We've Dana. done a lot of stuff together and, you know, UFC, I go to a lot of fights. And yeah. so we, I'm walking in through the tunnel and this guy who's sitting in an important section was like, hey, Bob, I want to put you in a movie. And I was like, huh? And then he, it was a Joel Silver. And he said, yeah, I'm doing this movie, whatever, but I want to put you, I'm going to find something for you, whatever. And uh, I ended up just not even really, he, he reached out to me and tried to put it all together. And I just, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't really didn't care about doing that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cool experience. But uh, long story short, I waited till the last minute. He's like, dude, I need Amazon or whatever. They needed to see something. You got to just send me this audition tape. And it was the last day, final day. He's like, you got to just send me anything. Mm-hmm. I was 12 bottles of wine deep, basically, when I recorded this thing. I'll never show this to fucking anybody. Or maybe oh, I will. Oh, God, I'd Ma- love to see that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll pull it up right now if we do it in the thing. But uh, it was the worst thing. And I did it like one take. Didn't give a fuck. My sister was there. We were on vacation, like, reading with me. She was playing Dalton Hall, And she wasn't the best line reader. And uh, I, it was the worst audition of all time. And I just sent it over. Joel's like, you're in. I'm like, perfect. I'll blow this fucking thing out. Because you know, I'm good at, like, I'm a good salesman. Yeah. So what I say to Joel is I say, Joel, here's the deal. I'm going to get fucking a fuck ton of people. Because my people that watch me... Uh-huh. are very loyal yeah and which i appreciate so much and so they show up to nice. you know stuff that i that i do can you tell them to go watch buddy games oh dude i'm it? telling you what see what i do too for you coming in here is i i i also just told burt kreischer i would really promote his movie too we didn't but he never sent me the assets so burt i'm sorry you didn't send me the assets uh we're going above and beyond for buddy too i love buddy that too. yeah like i mean you do something for me i mean that's why i how i did my stuff is like i told them yesterday is i always try and give that's I think that's why I was so successful on building great relationships mm-hmm. because you know I started to build all these numbers and build all these followers and I would reach out to guys and instead of wanting something mm-hmm. I'd be like what can I do for you mm-hmm. like let me just do something for you yeah. you know let me promote whatever the fuck you're promoting you don't have to do shit let me just send you my people mm-hmm. and I would do that with a lot of different people and I think that was something that really helped yeah. me in life was giving you know and so you showing up here today uh, after you know me being canceled hitting rock bottom having a podcast fall apart before. Really? Very, Were you canceled? I no, I was not canceled. I'm kidding. I mean, it's the expression I use. No, I wasn't canceled, but I, I left a really big show. My old show was fucking huge with the, my old partners. We mm-hmm. interviewed the President of the United States mm-hmm. during when Ukraine invaded Russia. We did Trump. We had Tyson, Snoop Dogg, fucking everybody. We had a mm-hmm. massive show. A little bit of differences and mm-hmm. then kind of went my own way and was kind of over the interviewing celebrities and kind of wanted to do more real stories. Right. And then here's you. Here we are. Here's a real celebrity now, back actually. Back in the... Uh, which is great. You're back slumming it. We're, we're, no, no, no. We're, we were very <laughs> excited to have you. There was a lot of girls that I was with last night. I don't usually talk too much, but I was like, yo, I'm, uh, I'm interviewing Josh tomorrow. They were like, they got so excited. Is that right? I don't yeah, know she I actually hooked, that. dude, she hooked up with me that night. Cause, Did she? Because you were coming here. And I, but it was weird though, because she you was like. You blow it, didn't you? I, I go, yeah, I go straight blowjobs. I mean, <laughs> that's the, there's nothing, there's no better thing than just a chick being like, let, let me, I just want to give you a blowjob. I'm like, <laughs> you are the greatest human being in the fucking world. That's it. But the weird thing was, she was like, but you have to be Josh. She like made me be you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why. She but at put, least you got the job. I got a blowjob. You know? So what's, uh, but, <laughs> so Buddy Games 2 has been filmed, right? Yes, sir. Are there any other projects coming up in the mix or any, like, what, what, what else are you working on? Uh, let's see. I'm about to go. I leave tomorrow. This just happened like literally over the last couple of days. Uh, I'm going to Malta tomorrow. Okay. To shoot two days on a movie called with not without hope with, um, Zachary Levi I play this, this, uh, coast guard captain, a true story about these NFL players that went out fishing and they got caught in a storm and three of them, three of the four guys 
uh, died. Jesus, well, I don't need to see the movie anymore. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I'm going to go do that tomorrow, but just for two days and I'm back. Mm-hmm. Um, you work at, do you do any char- charitable work? Do you do any of that stuff? You no, involved? Hell no. Fuck it. It's, it's all, all about me. It's all yeah. about me. It's just the Josh. That's no, what I, I say. I do. I do a lot. I do as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Cause like you, it's, I'm very fortunate to be doing this mm-hmm. and in this, you know, it, it for, it's been a long time now and I've, you know, it, I, it's about, you know, relationships. It's about, being of service, giving back, and and I try to do as much of that as I can, whether it's for you know friends who have foundations or local stuff back home, mm-hmm. or even things out here. Mm-hmm. Who's one actor that you uh, haven't worked with yet that you'd love to work with? There's so many, oh, probably, man. but you can go big. You uh, Tom are big. Hanks, maybe Tom Hanks would be great. Right? I love that dude. I wasn't that impressed with his movie though. The new one. Which one? Uh, fucking Auto or something. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. But Tom Hanks is incredible. He's just an all-time. Right? I mean, Denzel's Denzel's up. Denzel is great. D- Training uh, Day was probably the best movie I've ever. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, in my that's life. amazing. What's uh, your favorite movie of all time? I'm gonna go with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Wow, really? Yeah. Re- was that was that one, Philip Seymour Hoffman? No, no, no. That was well before Philip Seymour Hoffman. It was like a movie from the Nick, mid mid seventies. Jack, 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 some, Jack, Jack Nicholson. You know, Danny DeVito was. I mean, it's, it, it's about. You know the story at all? I mean, I just know there's a bunch of psychos in the fucking room or something yeah, going crazy. Yeah, yeah. So Jack Nicholson uh, sort of pretends to be crazy to get out of some jail time. Gets thrown into this psych ward with all these people, and it was. I think. Uh, uh, Christopher uh, from Back to the Future. What's it? Um, the crazy guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know the name. A, bun- a bunch of really, really well-known actors early in their careers who were phenomenal. It's funny. It's super sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a great. Really, I, did, really I do remember. Movie. I do remember seeing that movie. I think Milos Forman directed it, mm-hmm. right? Or Wolf. Yeah, I think it was Milos Forman. Yeah, movies are that, that when you're on set on a movie. There, there's always sometimes like you know tension and what. What's the craziest? thing you've ever seen happen that you can talk about whether it be a blowout fight or whether it be have you ever seen some crazy ass shit on on set i mean there's got to be so much drama every movie there's something it's just such high the stakes are so high everybody's under such pressure because you don't never have enough time you never never have enough money uh yeah i mean i saw some stuff on (laughs) here's a good one uh i think it was the second transformers movie We were in White Sands, New Mexico, and it was a Monday morning. Call time was like 6.30. We had a big battle we were going to shoot that day out in the desert. It was already hot at like 7 in the morning. And there's a hundred, at least a hundred extras dressed in fatigues, dirtied up, bloodied up, ready to go, ready to do this scene. My call time was 6.30, had to be out on the set at 7.30, Get there, 7.30, director's not there yet. 8.30 rolls around, director's not there yet. 9.30 rolls around, and I go to the first AD. I go, he hasn't left L.A. yet, has he? He goes, no. He hadn't flown back to New Mexico yet. And then he rolls in, and and it's about a half an hour flight. Ends up landing at about 10, boom, on his megaphone, Screaming out, get over here. I need you guys over here. Everybody get over this way. Demel, come here. I got this. Hands me a piece of paper 
with the with the scribbled lines, like a whole <laughs> three paragraphs of directions that I'm supposed to scream to the all the crew. I'm like, you realize this shit usually takes me three weeks to right. learn. Right. You're giving me three minutes. Yeah. Uh, but I that was Bay, but I love Michael Bay. You know, I love him for that. Did yeah. you just did you just try and fuck with Michael Bay? No, uh, he, I've, I've told that story before. No, no, I'm kidding. He, he hasn't called me out yet. Yeah, yeah, no, he hasn't called you out yet. Hopefully, but dude, I mean, you see, I mean, every time there's always, I mean, it's the circus. It's yeah. the it's the traveling carnival. And there's got to the be there's there's actors that are just such fucking divas out there, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Sometimes I'm trying to bait you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know when either come to mind here, right? <laughs> we gotta go viral here, Josh. All right, that's nah. <laughs> let's trash some people out here, okay? You know, um, what's going on with the? Uh, does the writer strike affect you at all? Uh, it does. I'm supposed to go direct a movie right after. I'm, I'm going to uh, do. Uh, yeah, can you give me a white claw? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to do, uh, fucking direct animal. the movie in uh, September. Uh, actually start prepping in September, shooting in October. And I don't think we're going to be able to do it because of the strike unless they get it figured out quickly because what are they striking? Writers about? can't do anything right now. They can't even meet. They can't. It's because it's a union thing. Yeah. I don't get why the fuck I just got a bill from fucking SAG for $15,000. Like why? What the do you mean you got a bill? I got a bill from SAG. I don't know you, why. You got to pay them. I, is that I don't know I'm asking you're the fucking actor I don't know is that to join aren't you already in the union I have no idea those like your union dues that they're overdue why do I have fucking dues you got to pay to be in the union well I don't want to be in the fucking union <laughs> I'm my own fucking union what what is are you but do, do, you weren't part of SAG before I don't know if I had to be because of buff b-dubs is that would be SAG and then what's b-dubs buffalo wild wings when I do oh. all that is that part of the screen I just go probably yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I want to let SAG know. I don't, I'm not fucking paying you. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry. I don't care the repercussions. I'm not fucking paying you a dime. It's a lot of money. Can they, yeah, that's grand. like, dude, I'm like, where are they, they going to have guys come down and shake me down up here? I don't know, man. Like who the, like what the fuck is a 15? Did you look, did you look, what did the, what did the invoice say? But it also, I don't trust it. It was sent to Timmy Bounceback's house and he told <laughs> my buddy, Timmy's like, yo, you got a SAG bill for 15 grand. I'm like, I definitely don't think I did. But yeah, just send it to me and I'll send it to them. Just write the check out to me. That would be a hundred percent a Timmy move too. So I have to, I have to further investigate this. LJ, how long have we been talking for? We usually like to go for an hour. Uh, well, yeah, 55 minutes. Perfect. All right. So we'll get, we'll get another five, 10 minutes. And if All you right. don't mind, you, you in a rush? No. Perfect. I love it. All right. So um, let's see what else I have. Are you a golfer at all? I am a golfer. I love golf. I mean, I, I golf, you know, I golf as much as I can. It's a, you know, when you have a son of a nine-year-old and I, it's five hours of golf is a long time to get out there to, to play. So I, I like to play. I just don't play that much anymore. Do I'm, you? I, I play. I like to play a lot. I, I blew my shoulder out though. I fell off a scooter racing my girlfriend in my assistant home like a fucking idiot one night. And, uh, just so dumb. You blew your what out? My shoulder. Dude, oh. it was so dumb. Like we, I regret it because I never got a fix. It still hurts every day. And so it's, it's been about a year now. Um, I just got on one of those little fucking mopeds in LA and was like, hey guys, I'll rate. I wasn't like drunk or anything. Like one of those birds? The birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking birds. Yeah, those things are, <laughs> I mean, crazy. like, are they just like people dying every day and they're just shoveling them, I burying so. their bodies? I think so. Because I was like, you didn't have to wear a helmet. They just give you the thing and just go. Yeah. And they go pretty quick. People that aren't from here. They're like, hey, yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. Is there? And then uh, I'm guessing when you put the code in, you sign your life away. Right. When you scan it and you press the button. Yeah. But, you know, I was racing uh, them home. I'm like, 
My girlfriend's like rolling her eyes. I'm like, were, there, were there alcoholic beverages involved? No. Really? No. I mean, I've had like probably six spicy margaritas, but that doesn't do it. <laughs> That's just before noon. That doesn't do anything to me. So I rose and I hit a fucking pothole and went in the air. Oh, Could have been really serious, no lie. And landed and it was just like, I just heard it crunch. And I'm just like, oh my, oh my God. I'm bleeding on my face and all that. And then uh, I'm like, you guys won. <laughs> and, then, and then from there on, I just couldn't swing a golf club. Really? Yeah. But I like high stakes have, money games. Have you, have you, have you, you haven't had it looked at? Do you know what it is? I just spit on it. I like how he just throws these things out there that just begs like a million questions. And then he wants to move on. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to this you go shoulder. It's so called your ADHD. Huh? It's called ADHD. Yeah. Attention deficit disorder. I suffer from it heavily. Yes. Yeah. So you, you got to get that fixed, bro. I think it's probably too late. It probably like the joints probably settled in a wrong. We'll see Doctor Neil Elitrash. Oh, all right, it's the a best good in the world. It's a good plug. Yeah, I like that. So Doctor Neil Elitrash. Elitrash. I actually will. Is he in L.A.? He he lives here. Yeah. He I, does. He does all the athletes. He does your boy Connor. Remember he broke his ankle. McGregor. Yeah, he's not really my boy. By the way, I don't well, want to think that. Like, is I he just, good? Is he a good dude? By the way. I actually I sat next to him at UFC, mm-hmm. and he was really chill on the movie set. I didn't really work with him because the scene we were shooting, even though we were involved in the same scenes, you know how they shoot those yeah. things. Like if he wasn't being shot, he's not there. So, but I did see him pull up. He's a great dude, though, from just what I know. But I'm not yeah. really that tight with him. Yeah, I, I formed a good relationship with Jalen Hall, and that's that's that. I didn't really form too much relationship with uh with Connor. Who do you think? What's the next big fight that's coming up? Um, I'm go- the Boston one. And uh, by the way, I'm taking uh, somebody who follows all my shit. I, I like to sometimes just take mm-hmm. people to cool events. So Boston, Sugar Sean O'Malley will be a good one. Ooh, against? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's a for the. I think it's for the belt, but I don't know who's fighting. I'm trying to remember who he fights next. I don't know, but he. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be sick. And the way, dude. The cool thing. Have you ever been to a UFC fight? Oh yeah. I mean, and you sit in the cool sections and stuff. Uh, yeah, Dana actually gave me his seat. Exactly. That's in Dana. Puts you know who on. sat right behind me? Because we had a call in ahead of time. Um, we had a call in ahead of time to get, or they, they, they called us to get our social security numbers because they needed to, uh, the, the secret service needed to check everybody. Trump. Out. Trump literally sits like be, directly yeah. behind. You're me. in Dana's section. You sit right behind him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's the greatest. It's like Halle Berry, David Spade, mm-hmm. fucking John. It's dude. Dana does. I'll tell you this. What, what I'll give the UFC, I'd say, is the best f- experience you can oh. possibly go to in any sporting event yeah. is a UFC fight. And the yeah. way that Dana does it, too, is he's very... He has his fucking... You know, you could be the biggest stars in the world and then the derelicts and fucking just his old friends or else... And it's such a fucking family-friendly yeah. environment. You go in the back room with them and fucking everybody has yeah. drinks and cocktails and greatest experience ever. Yeah. He was very aggressive during COVID and that's, I think, what helped yeah. the UFC big time. I love, that's why I love him. He's sort of counter to whatever, you know, he's counter everything. You know, and I, I started thinking about, okay, so I'm sitting, oh my God, I'm sitting right in front of Trump. This is so cool. Wait, I'm sitting right in front of him, so I'm the guy that's going to take the bullet if anybody. <laughs> yeah. He didn't put him in the front row, he put him in the second row, right behind. Yeah, would you, would you take a bullet for Trump? This is a, I could get you canceled here. I don't want to get into politics. I, see this? I, I this mean, is how I set people up. This is how I set people. I don't want to do that. You're too nice of a guy. Don't answer that question because then people will come at you for politics. I don't stuff. know if I'd take a bullet for anybody except maybe my son. Yeah, your son. <laughs> what is it? So you you have a nine year old. Are you like a tough dad? Uh, nah. Sometimes if I have to be, I'm lucky. The kid is he's a really good kid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't do much that makes makes me really discipline him. Uh, 
but I will if I have to. My my wife is not afraid to to make sure that the kid is well mannered. I'd be fucking if I was a dad. I'd be a fucking Ruth. Like if my kid fucked up, I would just like you're in the fucking closet for like lights off for like really two hours. Like yeah, you say that with like really loud heavy metal music playing. <laughs> and just, so like a like a like a you know. CIA interrogation torture chamber. Yeah, It'd just be like a little rough on the kid early on. You know what I mean? I think parents nowadays are a little too pussy like yeah. with their kids. But again, yeah, I'm no you're father. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, and I might be guilty of that actually. What are the timeouts for him? Is he in timeout stage? If he needs to be, sure. In timeouts, like go to your room. Yeah, but he doesn't really talk back. Okay, he's, he's a good. A kid. He's a good kid. You okay. know, he listens. He knows. He knows when I'm serious. Mm-hmm. He pushes, but he knows when I. You know, when I. When I. Uh, you know, when I say something he listens is he it's, it's funny kids always change their like what they want to do for a living for he, he it's, came to you and says he wants to do the same thing that you do he has said that yes i and i try to persuade him otherwise but what i'm gonna yeah. why is that i don't know this is that's a crazy fucking business man mm-hmm. I, and i would never put him in i would never you know i never want him to be one of those child actors you know, like a gerber baby i just feel like if he wants to do it, he can do it on his own terms when he's old enough to, you know, decide that for himself. But I just want him to be a kid, get his education and try to live. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's already hard enough to raise a kid in this town, in this business, uh, with any kind of, you know, reality. Mm-hmm. And so we take him to the cabin a lot. We take him and, and sort of expose him to the things that I had growing up or normal life outside of LA. Mm-hmm. And at some point, if he wants to do it, great. But, Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no right. sense in pushing him towards it. All right, so final question: What do you what do you think made you so successful? I think, uh, well, for, uh, maybe the fact that I don't feel like I'm that successful. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I hustle. I'm like you. I continue to like climb and dig and try to you know create as much opportunity for myself as I can, and I don't burn bridges. Well, that's where we're different. Yeah. <laughs> I do try to maintain, but you you say that, but I don't think you do. I think you're. I think you. you uh, seem like you have a lot. Yeah, but you have a yeah. lot of really good relationships out there. Right? I have a lot of good relationships, but I've definitely burned bridges. Yeah, yeah, but you know, for a lot of times I burn bridges only because I stood up for myself when I was fucked. You know what? I'll do the same thing though. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no problem. You know, if somebody, that's that's probably my biggest, uh, you know, defect of character is my. If I feel like I'm being disrespected or shunned or, you know, hushed in some way, mm-hmm. that's when I get, you know, really, really angry and I'm not afraid to burn a bridge. But so you're going on the internet at three in the morning being like, suck my dick, fuck you motherfuckers? No, I haven't done that. Oh, we're, not yet. No. Yeah, so we're a little different then. <laughs> you know what I mean? The best is, the best is Dana, Dana White, like I told you, dear friend, talk almost, you know, every other day with him, like whatnot. And Dana called me out when I was going back and forth with uh, my old partners. And I was just fucking going at him the internet, like fuck you over, fuck. over the internet. Oh, I, dude, I don't give two. F- I'm from Boston. Like this yeah. is just how I can't help it. Like I, I got to calm it down a little bit, but uh, that's just who I am. And it was so funny because Dana, you know, does some business with them too now. And uh, so he calls me out in front of seventy people and just being like, "Shut the fuck up, you fucking pussy!" Fucking just it, boom puts me out there, and 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 I was winning the battle against them. I think like yeah. on the internet until and then Dana came in and just went boom, and I like literally was like. Oh fuck! <laughs> I'm like that's a bad one. I'm like when the president of the UFC yeah. and whatnot. So I just like called him. I'm like, what the fuck? This is why I love Dana, because we're boys and he's yeah. just not a pussy. Where's he from? Uh, I think he's actually from around where I am in, okay. in the Boston area. Um, yeah, he's from I think 
could be wrong, but Boston area. Okay. He's definitely a mask guy. But uh, yeah, he called me out so badly. And then I was just like, dude, what the fuck? He's and just like, it. dude, he's like, you're being a fucking pussy. Just take it to fucking court. And don't fucking just don't, yeah. you know? And I was like, all right, live and, live and you learn, right? Yeah. Every experience is a new chance to, to learn. Well, anyways, Buddy Games 2, I will make sure. Uh, and I think that people want to see it, obviously, because of what I've heard already. Uh, people will go to the, go see this. Our people are very loyal and have anybody who comes in here. They we got your back. So I appreciate you, Bob. We're ready to fucking we're ready to battle for you. Nice to meet you for guys. This movie. All right. And thank you so much for coming in. You're a good dude, brother. Right, thank you. All right, my man. That was awesome, Josh. <laughs>